It's time for another edition of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for the week of the 29th of October, actually recorded on the 29th of October. Doop, doop. Is it really? Yeah. Yay. Is it really the 29th of October? Yeah. Or is it actually? No, I don't know if you it's actually the 29th of October. Because you've been locked away. It's Brother Kyle, your, hey. your resident, uh, you know. <laughs> Lab rat. You'd say medical student, except that. <laughs> I just that, like to tell people, where have you been for the last weekend or whatever? Where, where are you going? I'm like, uh, doing, doing a medical study. They're yeah. like, oh, you're a scientist. Yeah. Yes, I am. You're a doctor. Uh huh. I just play one in the lab. How was that? How was this last weekend thing? Uh, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it more in a minute. Let's introduce yeah. Robin the Red. Welcome back. What? Thank you. You're welcome. People loved you from uh, last week's articles of news, and he yes. came back again. Yes. We have to get as much of Robin the Red as we can before she moves. Uh, what? Where? I'm gonna what? go to Georgia. I'm going out to the mission field. Yeah. You're going on a mission? Yeah. Con- She's yes, been for six weeks, Kyle. I talked to her <laughs> into can't it, do and it. she actually did it. <laughs> actually, I don't know how long it's going to be. It's kind of a cool story. Go for it. So, um, actually, my mission companion. (laughs) So, you know, be nice to your mission companions. You never know how they're going to affect your life. Right. Um, So, we've actually lived together. um, A few other experiences we've had that are pretty awesome, too. But here in Utah, right? Yes. She ended up meeting her husband online through a... um, Actually, it was a group. It was a Facebook group. And he ended up coming on the group and saying, hey, I'm from Georgia. And she just ended up talking to him and they hit it off. So you right. never know where you're going to meet somebody. Right. I met my ex-wife on Facebook, as a matter of fact. Oh, good you, for both of you. You <laughs> never know where you'll meet someone. <laughs> but anyway, so she ended up moving out to Georgia because uh-huh. that's where he lives. And um, so they came to visit me and said, hey, you should move out here to Georgia. Why? What's the big appeal? Um, I don't. Like, I've wanted to get out of Utah, and I thought about moving with there because I knew they were there, and mm-hmm. it'd be a little safer for me as far as, like, just going somewhere. Right, because you know you have at least a, a place person. to stay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about it for a while, but I'm like, oh, I have all these things that I need to take care of before that's possible. And they're like, just think about it, pray about it, fast about it. We'll do that with you. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And so I did. And then just things like things for my patriarchal blessing popped out at me in a way that they hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, conversations with other people revealed things to me that I'm like, hmm, I might want to consider leaving because of this, this, and this. And just all these things. It's just, you know, Heavenly Father, He a lot of times with my life, he has to completely destroy things or make things completely easy right. for me to do something. So there's no, essentially no other option. It's like, Robin, exactly. I, tried, I tried just hinting it at you, but now I'm going to destroy your life unless you move. And you're like, okay. Kind of, well, it's like here, everything's falling apart, but it's also falling together because things come, are they come easily. Like when I did say I was moving, they had a room, person to rent my room like right away. And awesome. just things like that, that just kind of, it's like, whoop. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm supposed to be going. Yeah. And already she's accustomed to being in the South because she's drinking out of a mason jar today. I saw, through the equipment, I saw a mason jar and I was hoping there was a, a goldfish in it, to yeah. be honest with you, but I couldn't <laughs> she see if it was just, into the studio. just water. Baby steps into oh. the studio just, today. Well, baby steps onto the bus. <laughs> Isn't that in a mason jar? Um, in, uh, I, what about Bob? I don't know if it's a mason jar, but it's some kind of jar that I think he has around his neck. Yeah, right? It's a, yeah. I swear it's a mason jar. It could have been. I don't 
really like that movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, don't go into that anymore. Sorry, you, you sorry. Will, you will offend everyone. <laughs> That's a classic. That is a... It is a classic. It's just not my brand of comedy. Ah, so funny. You hate funny comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Richie. I'm teasing. No, what's your, what's, your, what's your brand? Give people an idea. Well, the funny thing is, is I actually love Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. I, I guess I just like more funny that's kind of more organic, not like in your face, like over the top. Okay. Okay. Funny. That's fair. It's interesting. So the first time I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I didn't really get why it was that funny. Really? Like it was funny, right? Like I was yeah. like, Meh. but it became way funnier the second time I watched it. And I don't know if it was just because of who I watched it the first time with. I don't yeah. even remember who it was, but I just remember walking away from it being like, that's what everyone is talking about told that to someone else and they said watch it again watch it with us and i was like oh okay yeah yeah this is as funny as i thought i'm kind of a dumb and dumber guy as far hey, as my, my kind of comedy goes no okay. as the your star as your comedy goes yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. i'm also just a dumb and dumber guy <laughs> uh robin the red and brother kyle are here to help us with the articles of news now uh before we get into that i've got an email but do you guys have anything you wanted to bring to the table first Either one of you. Bring to the table. Yeah, stuff going on. Kid, your mountain bike racing, prep for Georgia, anything? Yeah, I was in the hospital for three days. Doesn't anybody care if I was okay? Well, I have one arm now that is considerably larger than the other. Oh, real? No. Yes. Why? That's why I'm wearing a sweatshirt, because I look ridiculous. Why, what? Ha- would they only let you work out one arm? Well, actually, smelling? part of it is yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, and then it's swollen, and I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to get into it, but I know. got a flu shot. I, know, I don't want to distract from your perilous times in the <laughs> hospital over the weekend, but I got a flu shot. That's a trap. Uh, that yep. is a trap to no. make your arm hurt for days. Yeah, days. You're supposed to move it, Richie. The government wants you to get that massage shot. It, keep it moving. I did. I did all the things. It hurt for days. I would lean against things and be like, "Ow, why does that hurt so bad?" Yep, that's why. Yeah, it's the yeah. government getting you. They had to put their chip in me yeah. somehow. Now you're gonna get ADHD. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? <laughs> Not funny. Uh, well, it sounds like you're reacting to whatever they gave you. Yeah. Going. I know. I'm starting to get a little bit worried about it. But it, no, it's okay. Was it steroids? I, I'm was sure it be steroid fine. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. For people that, if you're listening, this is your first time. Brother Kyle uh, makes his living now. Uh, <laughs> part time. It's just one of my three part time jobs. Going and submitting himself to uh, laboratory testing for new medications. Yeah. For studies of sorts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. All the things. Medical things that aren't quite legal in the U.S. yet or yeah. for humans. So <laughs> we yet, test it. They on... have to test it first. Yeah. You know what I did in, though, one of the things that I did, I, I watched a movie. Uh-huh. Want to guess what movie I watched? Because uh, I Madag- got a lot of free time. Was it Madagascar? <laughs> Once I was a beehive. Now, Aww. it's good, it, huh? All right, it was pretty good, but right? I, I don't want to admit that. It's really way but better than kind of liked it's it. Going to be, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it well, has plenty of issues with it, but I really enjoyed it. Is it Pride and What's the most recent? Not Pride and Prejudice. What's the one that just came out? The um, Little Women. Little Women. Little that Women, little women G- movie by the Emma. same folks. So great, and Jane. Really? Yep. Huh? Yeah, so great. Well, and maybe the next time that I'm in. You know, instead of watching two seasons of Better Call Saul. Is that also I, what you did? Yep, that's what I did. <laughs> well, it's going to take a while because it just got, was in theater, so it might be a while before you get Little Women if you do it through your I'll study. pay for it. You if it's two ninety nine, dollars have it by Christmas. Yeah, I'll pay for it. Yeah. Sweet. I can't do another one for another month, so yeah. 
You have to so, let your blood clear out. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> I know. And blood build back up because yeah. they take a lot. Yes. Because every hour they wake you up through the night, 12, 15, 1, 15, 2, 15. Come on in. Now do yeah. this. Do our test. All right, go head back to bed. We'll see you in an hour. Now, here's the problem. I don't sleep in much. Does that create a problem for you? Sleeping in? No, sleep in. I don't. I don't have a lot of like uh, clothing on when I sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. So so this one actually I had my own room uh-huh. kind of. Uh-huh. So it was a little better, but I did sleep in you know some shorts and a t-shirt because okay. they'd come in and I'd I'd get up in the stupor. Evidently, I don't remember half of it. Right. And go in and let them check me and then go back to bed. Really, every hour? Yeah. That that was the second night was like every two hours. Okay. And one time they gave us a four-hour break. Wow. Where we didn't have to. <laughs> You're so lucky. Any of that. But it's worth it, you say? Yep. A couple mortgage payments, right? If you were able to have a house. Nope. Just another month that my ex-wife won't have me thrown in jail. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of, did I I tell you, you know, I got a ticket. Um, No, no you didn't. From the state of Utah. Okay. For something I did wrong. It wasn't a moving violation. Oh, no, you did tell me. Okay. And you had to pay it, and then you were going to get paid back, and that's the last we heard about it. They they called me, Uh and they apologized, and they sent me a check. Yeah? And said, we're sorry. We were wrong. You were right. Uh Uh-huh. Miracles do happen, Kyle. Since, See? A miracle. Since then, pulled over two more times. Uh, I've been pulled over a total of four times in the past month. Not kidding. I haven't been pulled over in years. Yeah. Never once a ticket. You know why? Why? Because I never did anything wrong. So why are you getting pulled over? Well, they thought I did something wrong, or he accused me, and then I'm like, all right, prove it. And he's like, well, I'm just going to give you a warning, because he pulled me over. He said I didn't merge over when I should have when there was a cop. And I said, right. it was rush hour traffic. I couldn't have. He said, I have it on videotape. I said, give me the ticket. Let's go look at the tape when we're in court, and we'll see, because I'd rather prove myself. And he says, no, I'm going to cut you a break and let you off <laughs> without, <laughs> I'm just going to give you a warning ticket. And Good I said, I would rather have the ticket and prove myself, because I'm really upset about this, because I have a feeling that I've been driving longer than you've been alive, Yeah, I said to this <laughs> young, young man. Yeah, I did, because I was fuming, and he ref- he would not give me a ticket, and eventually just gave me this warning thing, uh-huh. and I sped off, I peeled my tires, and did took you off. Really? Oh, you bet How I did. How old are you? <laughs> Your kid wasn't with you, was he? No, he wasn't. No. That is bad exhibited behavior. No. But it's kind of awesome. I I felt so good driving (laughs) away knowing that I was right. You little punk. Uh, I want to get back to one other thing. Robin. Yes. uh, You, are you going to be living with your old mission companion and her husband in Georgia? They have a big house. Okay. So I will have my own little space. So like we have to take care of kids? Are you just being tricked into being a nanny of sorts? (laughs) No, we prayed about it. Come. (laughs) Well, we have to go. There's all these kids. No, they have a blended family. So he has two, a boy and a girl and they're, um, she's a preteen. Okay. And their son is, I think a little older than her daughter, which is eight. Okay. So, and I've lived with her daughter and when, when I've lived with her, she's never asked, actually, she's never asked me to baby. It. Oh, cool. So, so they just really want you out there and you just feel well, like you should be out there. They just kind of, you know, some the Lord speaks through other people, you know, yeah. a lot of times. And he's like, hey, you know, I know this will get you if I inspire yeah. this person to say this. And, and you're like, and, fine. <laughs> fine, Lord, of fine. I'll do it. Fine. Well, because I was planning on going to Pennsylvania with another friend last year. And instead of everything falling together, it all fell apart. Yeah. I wrecked my car a lot. And I was driving for Lyft. Yeah. I've, I was on the articles in news one time talking about that. Yeah. And so I wrecked my car on ice actually going to a, my niece's farewell. Ugh. And um, so I lost my job and my car all at the same time. 
but it was a tax blessing. <laughs> See? The bright side. Why do all these doors you need open spend, for Robin? When are you moving? I'm moving in like um, two Tuesdays from Okay. Now. So you have two weeks to hang out one time with the brightest person Gosh, ever. no kidding. Brother Kyle. The luckiest will, person ever. Even these, these terrible it's, things that happen. Ta- it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Like, I have not always been this bright, Kyle. I'm not. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's it's a, been a process. <laughs> She'll get you there. I've but, got this. Uh, yesterday, I, I spoke in church. Uh, I received a text message. In fact, maybe I'll pull it up because the text message exchange is sort of funny. Um, I'd like to know when you speak in church so I could come. Yeah? Yeah. Would you? I, I honestly would. Too. Did you? I did. Oh would you speak gosh. Um They ask us to talk about the talk that, you know, from conference. From conference that inspired you? Yes. And I was looking through the, t- the titles and the one says, Wilt thou be made whole? And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. Pretty good. Who was the, who's the um, speaker on that It was talk? Elder uh, Matthew L. Carpenter. Okay. And just some of the, like, I'm the type of person when I read my scriptures, I'll, like, sometimes highlight, like, certain words, and the, what is highlighted has a completely different message than what is actually the scripture saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went through and highlighted things from his talk. It was a is a well done talk, but the thing I I pulled out certain parts of his talk and then added to my experience cool. of my process of becoming whole. Um, but like it was interesting the parts I pulled out. I basically just made this huge amazing paragraph by just adding the parts that I'd pulled out, and so it made it a completely different. Talk. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, mine was to be on the Holy Ghost, and I was the, I was the cleanup speaker, right? I'm at the end. I was glad I wasn't. <laughs> so we had... Uh, so you had to be ready for between two and 20 minutes. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Talk time. Uh, we had uh, Sister Thomas, and then Brother Dave Thomas, and don't think that I didn't want to make the Wendy's joke, but <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, I abstained. No. Because you know he's heard it a thousand times, and I just yeah. was like, meh. Then we had a uh, the elders quorum sang two numbers like Ooh, a medley. Yikes! So then it was my turn. So you're you're wondering, well, how many minutes did he have to talk? Like two? <laughs> Not even two. Oh, so I got really? Up, yeah, I got up and wow. I shared this text message exchange. Uh, this is from well, one of the counselors in the bishopric. He says, "Hey, would you be willing to speak on the Holy Ghost on Sunday?" And I didn't answer him back. <laughs> and then he says, "I tried calling you, but you didn't answer." And this is what I'm sharing from the pulpit. He said, "I just followed the instructions on your voicemail. Sorry that I missed your call when you called me back because I had called him back." He said, "Let's keep this phone tag going." And I said, "Hey, does it have to be this Sunday? Because I just taught this last Sunday, and your hashtag burning out the ten percent, which is the theory that 10% do 90% of the work. It was just a joke. I hope. And he says, ha, 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 no, it doesn't. I just thought you'd have some interesting stories involving the Holy Ghost. I'll see if someone else can do it. Uh, No worries. And I was like, ah, now I feel like a jerk. So I text him back. I said, I can do it. I said, uh, I just can't let you think that I'm a pushover. And again, I'm reading all this from the pulpit. And he says, ha ha, never thought you would be. I want to be, I won't be asking this again for a while. And I said, why? You don't think you're going to like what I'm going to say? 
And he's like, no, no, I'm petrified. <laughs> and I said, well, I plan to talk all about the time when I was excommunicated. <laughs> and he said, should be enlightening. And again, I'm reading all of this from the pulpit yesterday. He said, should be enlightening. And I said, at the very least, it will ensure that I won't be asked to speak again. LOL. He said, ha that's what you think. You'll be speaking this time again next year, too. So I shared that. So how red was this counselor? Oh, he's fine. Because he, oh, okay. he he was a good sport, as you can kind of hear from that message. Uh <laughs> So I said, you know, so I just want to I just want to bear testimony about the Holy Ghost and the importance of it and to echo everything that the two previous speakers have said it can lead us and guide us and comfort us and say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sat down. That was it. And so I was telling my brother yesterday, my older brother Jeffrey, who's been here in the cultural hall before uh, on an old episode of Articles of News, and uh, he said I said, so I spoke. He said, I don't know you speak for you. And I told him the story or whatever. And he said, so you didn't really speak. You had a tight three-minute set that you did from the pulpit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. So, you know, I had yesterday, I texted. I missed church, obviously, because I was in a research facility as a, yeah, as a scientist. A scientific yeah, scientific <laughs> experiment. Sure. And and I wanted to know what, what went on in sacrament meeting with my friend that I always go to church with. Uh-huh. And, and she told me... <laughs> A gentleman got up and basically gave a, a story, a very in-depth, detail-oriented story about uh, his coworker having an affair okay. with uh, a woman, and they were both married, and how he rationalized it because they were planning on getting divorced and how they got drunk and had intercourse and went into great detail oh on all gosh. this to the point that this is called gossip. my friend got up with her kids and now my friend is very liberal, uh-huh. probably the most liberal person in the world, got up with her kids and left because she's like, I don't want my 13-year-old and 11-year-old hearing this because yeah. it's way... Too much. Good and I thought, her. why did I miss church this yeah. week? <laughs> Finally, something. This. <laughs> like, where, like, that's when the bishop needs to stand up That's what say. I thought. I said, didn't anybody stop him? Yeah. She said, no, we went out to the foyer, and after a couple minutes out there, we could still hear it. I, we went home. We actually left. Well, just a teaser for tomorrow's post. Um, Jenny had a quite an, an, ex- an interesting experience in her Sunday school class. So oh. you'll have to check on our Twitter um, post tomorrow to find out what happened with Jenny. Follow at the cultural hall? Um, the talking? Facebook. Oh, the Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, the Facebook page. I was I was looking for for something to put for tomorrow's post, and okay. she had a quite interesting experience in her Sunday school class that I thought would be interesting to share. Cool. So make sure and check that out. And that's a great reminder for people on any of the social medias. We've had a lot of movement recently on our Pinterest page. We don't mention that very often. It's at the oh. Cultural Hall for Pinterest, for Twitter, for Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the Cultural Hall uh, and Instagram as well. Um, and huge props to uh, the costume. That was a huge post <laughs> over the weekend. And oh, I think you yeah. said it was Mad- Madison who does our Twitter that found it. Yes, Madison Rose. Uh, she, she found this awesome picture of um, a husband and wife presumably um one of them is has a little placard they're they're each kind of like zombies like a dead person and one of them is r.i.p or rest in peace home teaching and then the other one is rest in peace the three hour block and that and the years for which those existed underneath it well they also have a little description it says um, for home teaching monopolized the last Oh, every last Sunday of the month. Yeah, and the, the other lazy. The la- wasn't it lazy? Monopolize the lazy Sunday or like a nap. Part? I think it's supposed to be last Sunday. Ah, 
the last Sunday of each month, and then the other one it says ruined babies naps for from you know, and then the time eight to three hour block. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, it's over a hundred and two. Um, thousand people reach 876 right at the moment it keeps going up there's a lot of traction on this baby and it's so, it's so funny to watch it how like you think it's gonna die and then it's resurfaces oh, yeah. back up again and people share it and just pretty fun as far as that goes uh before we break i do want to share this email that i got from allison then we'll take a break we'll come back and we'll do actual articles of news allison writes how can i get older episodes like episodes one through 260 to play on my podcast app. How do I find all the original episodes? In my podcast quote, available episodes it starts at 261 the Gail Miller interview. So a couple things with this. If you go to theculturalhall.com and you can scroll back, that's how you can listen to them via the website. Um, When the divorce with the Mormon News Report happens here in the next couple weeks, it'll happen by the first of the year um you will find more episodes available via your podcast app because all of those episodes from Mormon News Report won't be available in our feed anymore. So we'll be able to go further back, and we're working on being able to get all 260 episodes of the Cultural Hall available there. It's uh, it's quite a bit uh, to, to take care of, so we're working on it. But I said as much to Allison, and she reached us at contact at theculturalhall.com. So thank you, Allison. She said she is new to the show. She says she's looked on the website, but they clicks and clicks an older for older episode. It only shows a random few. She recently stumbled onto the show and have enjoyed all of them so far. She you, says when you mention the prior guests, it makes me want to listen. So You um, can get through them. It's just a little difficult, so that might be something we want to look at. If, for sure. Um, but this week, <laughs> another plug for the post. For, we, on Thursdays, this is on Facebook. This is again on Facebook. For Thursdays, we do a throwback Thursday, and I've tried to find some that I've liked and again if anyone has some that you're like this is great and we'll again give you a shout out for for the suggestion um, I did the Kirby Hayborn which is oh, episode cool. two because yeah. you've mentioned it a few times recently and I'm like hey we should and I I did love the bread analogy too yeah listen and all the so, way to the end of the Kirby Hayborn episode yes. for how he talks about the savior and the bread and, and uh, his favorite part and so of at least faith. you can get that one Allison it's number two so take that Allison let's take a break <laughs> and come back and do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. 
you need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And here we go. I've got a a bunch of quick uh, stories. I always like to kind of start this section out. But I do want to let people know, stay tuned to the end for a scary Latter-day Saint story. Ghosts. Ghosts. Uh, our friends over at LDS Living, they now have a podcast. You'll know that this is a show, so it's okay. We can talk about other podcasts. Um, they have three episodes available. Um, it is called All In, and it's an LDS Living podcast. Huh. They have uh, historians Janice Johnson and Jenny Reeder. That's episode one. In episode two, they have um, from Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard. Wow. And then uh, for episode three... Uh, you can listen to San- uh, Zandra Vrains from Sisters in Zion and Laurel Christensen Day. I wonder if she asked it a, a, answered a question. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've gotten better about answering questions, and that's obviously a toss back to when the Sisters in Zion were on the cultural hall and answered zero of the questions that I they asked them. We might have to post that one on a TBT. Please. <laughs> uh, Throwback Thursday on our Facebook page. This, uh, I bought my tickets as soon as I saw this, and Brother Kyle, you may want to join me. Mm-hmm. Donnie and Marie were gonna, are going to end their Las Vegas run in 2019. Are you serious? Yes. I'm going in March. Are you really? Yeah. Can we go? Can I go? I'd love to go with you. Okay. Since you didn't see Britney Spears with me. Yeah. Remember, I wanted you to go. I know, and I couldn't. I'll go to Donnie and Marie. Uh, They're at the Flamingo. Their last show will be the 16th of November. We need Uh, pictures. Donnie and Marie. What? We need pictures. Listen, (laughs) I'm going to try and, like, oots my way to make press and talk to them beforehand or afterward, for sure. (laughs) Um, Obviously, siblings, the famous Osmonds. 
Uh, their show has been there for I think eleven years. By the time it'll wow. it'll be final, it's and, already been uh, that long. <laughs> yeah, I way longer than their TV show lasted. Take well, that, Osmonds. I just remember when they were saying they were gonna do it. I just can't believe I'm. I just can't believe it's yeah. been eleven years. Yeah. I can't believe the passage of time has existed like it's past. Yes. Uh, so yeah, join me, brother Kyle. I'm gonna make you come. It'll be midweek. Kay. Midweek. So That's all right. Jaunt down. Uh, and then this, uh, there's some concerns that parents are casting votes for their children who are serving LDS missions. Uh, and this is from here in Utah, certainly, but anywhere, uh, the, the, the person who is named on the ballot, that is a yes. mail-in ballot, has to be the one not only to fill out the ballot, but also to sign the ballot. Otherwise, it's voter fraud. Yes. Those that are serving missions can receive absentee ballots and other means can be made. But if someone has power of attorney, it is my understanding, like say I leave, go on a mission to Argentina and I say... Mm-hmm. You know, mom, you can take care of everything. You have power of attorney while I'm gone or whatever, right? It does not apply, as I understand it, to voting. That person is not allowed. So when you're like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it for my whatever, voter fraud. That's good to know. Hmm. Good intentions, bad in practice. Uh, A couple other ones. You guys ever been to justserve.org? I have. Cool, huh? Yeah, I haven't actually served. But, but I've been to the website. <laughs> uh, the website, basically, it's a list for Brother Kyle's like, what is this Just Serve? Uh-huh. I haven't uh, talked to you about it in your ward. JustServe.org. But it's I haven't web- been to it. It's a website for for uh, anywhere you can find service opportunities in your neighborhood. They kind of aggregate and ask anyone um, in the local areas to put service opportunities. There's a lot from the Catholic um, mm-hmm service and so it doesn't they don't have to be um our church yeah, people no, they don't to have, have you know it can be like red cross it can yes be, and so uh, it helps you get out in the community and help other people of other faiths and to intermingle there's one here in salt lake for those who listen around this area where they make burritos and give burritos to the homeless yeah so justserve.org, no matter where you're at, a great opportunity, like you said, an aggregator to find great service opportunities. So you need to do something maybe this holiday season for you and your family with, um, you know, the season coming. People like to do that. I think that's a big deal. There's also some um, that are long-term service opportunities. Like reoccurring, Yes, correct? there's yeah. one that they have a lot. If this is something you can do, they at least need a year commitment, is um, child advocate for the court. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. That's so awesome. That's one I w- like had my eye on, but time-wise and everything, it just hasn't been Different possible. phase of life. Yeah. Uh, that story uh, is from uh, folks in Tennessee that were mentioning justserve.org in the newspaper there. I thought that yes. was interesting. And then this, and then Brother Kyle, you're on deck. Get ready. Okay. Put your glasses right. on. Put your old eyes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my grandpa always used to call it. <laughs> Gotta put my eyes on. It's okay. I only have one good eye, Kyle. Between the two of you guys, you're, you're one perfect. set. You guys are perfect hosts. <laughs> uh, the LDS Church donates $1.5 million to the American Red Cross for new response vehicles. So if you guys Whoa. seen these... Uh, these uh, they're essentially like big beefy vans I guess would be the best way I can describe it you can obviously find all the links to these stories at theculturalhall.com um, they noted, donated 1.5 million which will um, purchase 10 new emergency response vehicles and you're thinking awesome. well that's that's $150,000 a vehicle these things are 
you know, able to... Um, they're basically uh, a Hummer, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah like sort of <laughs> like a Hummer, but also like the, the means and, um, and uh, things that can occur inside of the van, you know, like life-saving stuff. And oh, yeah. They're basically a moving operator operation table, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And also could be places for, like, um, donating blood. They can go in an area and yeah. and do all that. So it's just an amazing uh, thing that they've done. I bring That's this great. up uh, because so often uh, the church is criticized for um, not doing more with the money that is received. And so um, uh, Bishop Davies... Bishop Dean M. Davies of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints says, We don't get to do this a lot. Um, when we get one of these new response vehicles, they can go into the devastated communities uh, across the country, devastated by tornadoes, hurricanes. They can bring food, hope, relief supplies to the people who really have no other way to get those supplies. Um, and it's, uh, it came at a time where the current vehicles were 10 years old, basically at the end of their life, and now they're able to help out. What do you got, right. Brother Kyle? Yeah, you, you call us out, boom, we drop a million five on yeah. you. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Stop calling Take, us out. Yeah. I cannot remember what you said about this one, so I hope the Salt Lake International Airport. Yeah, we did do this one. Oh, good. Uh, the Manti Pageant. We did not do this, this is, one. Go ahead. This is horrible. You Really? Horrible. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Well, so Manti, Utah is a place for more than 50 years they've been putting on a performance called the Manti Pageant. The church is now scaling down these pageants and discouraging them. So they want road shows. They don't want big pageants. They want road shoes. Uh, Road shoes? The decision is part of the church's recent push for members to focus more on gospel learning in their homes and to participate in Sabbath worship and the church's support programs for children, youth, and individual families. The statement says, as it relates to existing pageants, conversations with the local church and community leaders are underway to appropriately end, modify, or continue these productions. The statement continues, uh, the annual Hillcomore pageant in Palmyra, New York, will end its production after the 2020 season. 2020 season. Uh, officials confirmed an email statement. Neil Pitts, president of the Hillcomore pageant, said that the pageant staff is supportive of the decision. We had a run of wonderful run. He said, our church has asked us to focus more on the family, and this certainly is in line with that desire. We've had a wonderful 81 years, and we'll focus on making the next two years an amazing experience for our cast crew and audience. That's, so, so that's just a Manti pageant, but uh, the... It sounds uh, like all the, of them the, the are going. Hill, all all the big pageants too. are, yeah, drop yeah. drop or scaling back highly. Yeah. yeah, I saw that, and I had to post it on our page because I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, I've never been. Have either of you guys been to Hillcomora? I haven't been to Hillcomora, but somebody did say, don't be sad because it'll be two more years before they do it. So right. we have two years to have a culture well, and that's what And that's <laughs> genuinely what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know what? I've got to figure out... When I can go, and I don't think it's going to be next summer, so I'm going to have to put it on the. I'm going to have to put it on the books for 2020. Maybe we, maybe we can, you know, make a Patreon, send the cultural. Yeah, hall send the cultural hall to it. I actually reposted the story to go later this week, no um, saying let's let's get together, let's road trip this thing. I'll get a van, I'll get a bus. Well, and we can hit Nauvoo too. Cause yeah, I'm sure Nauvoo's yes. going too. Same thing, although interesting, right? Because like Nauvoo. Um, it's not the big grand scale production, and those no. those people there are serving missions. So I'm yeah. interested to see how they. Well, I know Manta or Mesa, Mesa, Arizona would have one at Christmas, right? And um, Oakland, um, close to my mission, we actually got to go. I think they did one in Easter. No, maybe right. they do Easter 
at Mesa. I don't remember. I know that there are other pageants in those areas. I actually got to go to the Oakland. Well, one. I know Mesa though because the Mesa Temple is essentially yes. shut down. So that's well, same easy with to the just... Oakland Temple. Okay, like they they can they do it at that around that area. It was really great to see mm. that. So those are probably going away as well. Well, but I mean, so because Mesa is shut down right now, oh, the Mesa okay. Temple because of, of all the that's redoing right. and stuff there. So they can just be like, man, we never brought it back. <laughs> We're done. We're not doing that anymore. Uh, what did you have, Robin? One thing I did want to mention with that, though, thinking about the money that goes into those productions, right? Like they, you know, think of all the other good things that they could do with that. So that made me feel. Like, well, like, but well, it's hard, though, like on the communities that have nothing is. to do with the church, because these were, I think I, I heard for uh, Manti, it's like 80,000 people that come down to the Manti pageant. Yeah. And you know that's when they would and have... And there's also a lot of protesters, which can be... <laughs> but they still bring money. Yes. They still bring money to the yes. communities. Yes. So... So it'll be interesting to see if they do other things or how those communities go with that. No I know that's a big That's a big resource now taken away. You're right. I know. You're trying to pull <laughs> it up. Do you need me to stall for you for a second? Oh, I'm just finding. Um, so in Preach My Gospel, they did a few digital updates that mm. I thought would be interesting for people to know about. These ones, the first few are eh. But it's they changed the home teaching, visiting teaching to ministering brother and sister. Sure. And then they aligned more of the current family history policies and products. So they, you know, made it more historically accurate, I guess. Okay. Um, but the big one is... Yeah, because I'm not impressed yet. They're eliminating <laughs> less active members. The phrase, less yes. active. They are um, replacing it with returning members. Yes. And I so, love that. Yes. I, I thought so, too. And I knew that people in the cultural hall... I'm a returning like, member. I'm a returning member. Yeah. Way better than less active, for That's sure. That's what they'll call well, me at my ward. When I was a missionary, people would say, um, of other faiths, they would say practicing and non-practicing. And so I kind of, I'm like, I love that. And so yeah. I started picking that up, that practice, uh, not that I'd say other people are non-practicing, right. but I'd be like, I'm a practicing member instead of... Just a member. I yeah. I'm a perfect member because I practiced so much. <laughs> 10,000 yeah. hours. I'm basically perfect at it. <laughs> Isn't that the thing? I didn't no. know we could practice and get perfection. Yeah, you didn't know you could get perfection. No, I sent two guys to your house to talk uh. to all about it today. <laughs> Larry Gilbert says practice doesn't make perfect; it makes permanent. Oh, that's right. Boom. And Larry Gelwick is the coach. He's the coach from of uh, the Highland High School um, rugby team. Featured if you have not movie. seen Forever Strong, yep. highly recommend. A member of the church, right? He is. He yep. is a mission president too. Really? Yes. I got to hear him speak about some of his um, experiences as a mission president. That's cool. See why we keep her around? Yeah. Smart. Yes. I'm yeah. pretty much, you know, I'm pretty much a walking um, trivia. <laughs> She's a nerd like I am. That's why we keep her around. <laughs> uh, why, why do you keep me around? Uh, I like to feel better about myself. <laughs> uh, well, you're oh, a pineapple, yeah. prickly on the outside, but soft in the middle. And sweet. And if you leave you out too much, you get bitter. <laughs> it's true. I go rotten. Eventually no, I, I die and you I throw me in the garbage. I love you because you sometimes will say the things that I think in my head, but that I don't feel yeah. like I can say out loud. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that I still feel very deeply on the inside, oh, no. but that I just don't have the courage to say out loud. Uh, this three stories... <laughs> Um, all sort of about the same thing. Uh, Hurricane Michael obviously hit Tallahassee, Florida, Panama City, Florida, um, and just 
ravaged it for all intents and purposes. The first story I uh, I have at theculturalhall.com, people were asking, will the Mormons Helping Hands t-shirts still be out? Because it says Mormons and we're no longer Mormons. Yes. You can bet that they're still out. They haven't replaced them yet. There's a spotting of the Mormons Helping Hands t-shirts. So that's well, you so wonder how many story. you wonder how many they had have previously made and say crap. Now we have to make more. Sure, sure. Yeah, we got to we got to use them up. The yeah. cost of the transition is unreal. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, even even not just the hard goods, but like the like the intellectual things, like marketing and stuff like that. Just th- thousands upon millions, perhaps. Uh, Panama City, um, there is a. Uh, a tent city that has popped up for the uh, relief workers that are working there, and it was the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter- Latter-day Saints who helped set up the camp there. Um, there, all of those that are helping out uh, can access help for those that are in need of relief efforts, and volunteers came from all over the country. Uh, quote, we're just going down there. That is, these are some church members in the panhandle. Uh, we're just coming down here to give a hand where we can, help feed. You know, there's a lot of work going on still, but people need to still be fed so we can come down and offer a hot meal today and just trying to do our part and give back to the area. So there was that. And then this, also associated with this, uh, is President Oaks and Elder Bednar were down in the area. Um, President Dallin H. Oaks, first counselor in the first presidency, he and other church leaders spoke at a Saturday evening devotional. Um, and he said, Affliction and obstacles are the reality of mortal life, but afflictions, he assured, need not be suffered in vain. God desires to consecrate such suffering for the benefit of his children. If we are faithful and prayerful, the Lord will help us get through them, and he will consecrate our afflictions, which means set apart for our gain, for our blessing, and for our growth. There's an amazing picture, if you go to theculturalhall.com, uh, that's associated with this of the massive amounts of people who are all kind of huddled in to hear uh, President Oak speak. Um, and uh, it wasn't just members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was several other religious leaders. That's and awesome. also the governor of Florida, Rick Scott, took a break from campaigning because he's up for election next week. Yeah. Uh, and he spoke there as well. Um, Elder Bednar said, the perspective of the gospel allows us to learn lessons that prepare us for eternity through the adversity of mortality. Without such perspective, life would seem hopeless, unfair, and cruel. And um, also, Sister Bingham thanked the Latter-day Saint volunteers from across the U.S. Southeast for offering relief to their eternal brothers and sisters. So I thought that was kind of a cool run of stories about all that. What else do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, church is vowing to fight to, to uh, fight for the use of pot. Okay. Uh, as voter support for Utah's Proposition 2. Uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, as voter support for Utah's Prop 2, legalizing medical cannabis, diminishes, the fear among backers arises. If the ballot measure fails, will the church, an outspoken Prop 2 opponent, still push for medical marijuana legislation as it has promised before in the Utah legislature. Marty Stevens, a, a former Utah House Speaker and the faith's main lobbyist on the issue, answers with an uh, emphatic yes, absolutely. The purpose for the church's engagement is this, we want to help relieve human pain and suffering, Stevens says, and we think it's good public policy. He added that the church would like to see the legislation passed before the end of the year. 
Sure. So interesting that they want it passed before the end of the year. I I predict that it will not pass now. In the election? Uh-huh. Okay. And that something will happen that everybody will fight about. And sure. And that it, we will have something happen before the end of the year. I mean, the reality is, right, um, eventually... There will be, and it should be, I think, in some ways. So, so let me stick my neck out here a little bit. Like medical marijuana should be available to those that it would help, right? Yes. And I think most members of the church um, would agree with that. I think that yes. a lot of people have concern where it's like, well, it's the it's the no it's the camel's nose in the tent, right? That once medical marijuana it becomes available, that then it opens up a flurry of things. Medical marijuana in the next five years will be available everywhere in the United States. Well, the thing I, I guess, maybe this is me being ignorant, but I mean, I know medical marijuana is not to get you high. Right. And so it do, I guess I just don't understand, like, why, Well, like, if, if that's what they're allowing to be out there and say, hey, you can have this medical marijuana that's not going to get you high. Right. That people would say, well, now we can have recreational that will get me high. So I think the hardest thing about it is that you already have states that allow recreational marijuana, right? Yes. And people will point to like the homelessness in Washington and the homelessness in Colorado yes. because of all the people who flocked there. Yes. And I think that uh, a lot of people, there have been millions of dollars spent um, against marijuana to m cause fear about marijuana because you hear it and you go, yeah. ooh, ooh, I don't yeah. know, I don't understand it. It's not a part of anything that I'm going to do or that affects me. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. I'm believing into the the boogie part of it, the boogeyman part of it, right? Um, <laughs> and, and and now I think that that people are recognizing there are so many benefits. And if you look at the core of the gospel. Um, S certainly of the word of wisdom, like, yeah. you know, the herbs of the land are made for our use, well, right? Well, but, I mean, most of the drugs, the pain drugs that we have did come from some type of plant, right. even synthetically. And so, I mean, as long as those are taken properly, we're okay with those. Right. It's interesting, though, because the the, the huge combative thing, and, and the reason why I'm such a, a proponent of it, is... It, it, it seems to be far more natural than those synthetic things yes. like you mentioned. And those synthetic things that people get addicted, you know, there are people very close to me whom have been affected by the opioid crisis. Oh, yeah. And, and I just don't think that the same effects would occur no, I'm all with a natural I'm all solution. for the medical marijuana. But I do have to say, as a Lyft driver... There are a lot of people that are doing the recreational stuff. Right. My car, oh man, <laughs> would smell so bad. Um, what, yeah, when people would do any, would come strong with alcohol, cigarettes, sure. coffee, or marijuana, which was happening a lot, sure. even in my apartment where the complex where I lived, I would get what I call secondhand effects. Really? Like I would get a little bit. Like headaches and other effects from just having that being second hand. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, uh, yeah. So, long story short, it will become legal. And I think, and I contend that it, that even recreationally will likely become uh, legal within. 
10 years in all the United States in some form or fashion. I think different states will be the last states, and I think Utah will be one of them. Mm-hmm. But it smells so bad. Well, people, you're, I don't disagree <laughs> like a with skunk. you. We're yeah. going to have a skunk yeah. smell everywhere. Uh, but when you have whole countries like Canada, yeah. you already have states within the United States. It's it's just a thing now. And, and the reason why I think there's been so much resistance here um, in the state of Utah, certainly, is that they they sort of see it as the inevitable and just want to try and control it yeah. as much as they can. Yeah. So and I that. get that. Uh, I've got this story for you. Do you know uh, this woman <laughs> I don't. up in Alaska? I get um, it. I get it. <laughs> a Juno woman <laughs> has been arrested and is, is suspected of vandalizing four churches and a business in the Mendenhall Valley. Uh, Juno police say that 24-year-old Elisa Abbott was found inside the Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church as officers checked churches in the area after two had been reported vandalized. The first report came in. That's right. She got us first. <laughs> at 8.35 p.m., uh, she had uh, broken windows out at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, officers found 21 damaged windows and a handwritten note outside that seemed to be related to the vandalism. Damage at that church is estimated at $10,000. And officers saw a person on a bike riding away from the church when they first arrived, but the clothing description did not match. Officers were called to a suspicious vehicle three hours later at the the uh, Juno Church of Christ. And they said that doesn't... Uh, they said that that person looks like the one that they had seen earlier. Juno officers were then checking in the Mendenhall Valley and found two broken windows at the Valley Lutheran Church. Here is the most upsetting thing for me. The next morning, another business on the Glacier Highway and the Juno Christian Center both reported broken windows, and a handwritten note was also found at the Christian Center that is similar to the one found in the vandalism at the LDS Church. And you know what's not in this story that you can hear? What is the note in the handwritten yeah. note? Oh, it was nice Man. that she did a handwritten, though. That shows yeah. a personal touch. Classy. <laughs> to the vandalism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it. Yeah, don't type it up in yeah. a form letter. No, handwritten. Or nothing. I mean, she could have done nothing. Sure. Thanks for leaving a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what she wrote Evidence. on there? Do you know? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, this, this article, Travel to Less Known Historical Mormon Sites. This is uh, from someone who obviously doesn't know we should be Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints now, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Just like this show? Yeah. It's not a podcast, it's a show? Yeah, it's a show. (laughs) Right. Uh, Mentions the Erie Canal. Did you know that there's a significance for the Erie Canal in early Mormonism? I do. Can be traced back to when Palmyra, New York, was designated as a canal stop in the 19th century. This move proved monumental to the publication of the Book of Mormon. Uh, the translation site of the King James Bible. That's kind of an interesting uh, hmm. link to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Bible translators were e- either educated or taught at Oxford or Cambridge. Um, so that would be a place you could go. And then the Embarrass River or Embarrass River. 
Joseph Smith and other members of Zion's camp traveled on the 900-mile journey west during the summer of 1834. On May 26th, they stopped to make camp beside the Illinois Embarrass River, only to find that it was infested by prairie rattlesnakes. Oh, wow. According to Joseph Smith's historical records, a group was prepared to kill the snakes before he encouraged them to leave the snakes unharmed. The men used long sticks to carry the snakes to the other side of the river instead. So, sort of some sites that we don't always think of when we think of early church history. What else hmm. do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, well, three nations down, two to go. Uh, is more than halfway through his five-nation tour of South America. President Russell M. Nelson already has met with Peru's reformist president, huddled in Lima with Latter-day Saint missionaries, visited a potential temple site in North Lima, Delivered, uh, delivered a sermon in English and Spanish to thousands of Latter-day Saints in El Alto, Bolivia. Did you see the video of that? It's really cool when he suddenly break, he gets rid of the interpreter and speaks in Spanish. Yeah, and I he's done it before. It. Yeah, and he posted it, and some cynical jerk was like, "So a prof, uh, so one of the Lord's leaders speaking in a foreign language is news now, huh?" And I'm like, "It's yep. when it's the prophet jerk." Yeah. Well, and he probably had to learn it. I I don't know when he learned the Spanish. I know that he learned Mandarin when he was younger. Yeah, but... I, I think it was just the story escapes my mind right now. But I know he just was like, you know what? We, you know, we we um, engage with a lot of Spanish-speaking folks, and he just felt like he yeah. needed to learn well, Spanish. But I mean, just imagine, like, hey, let's, you know, let's start learning Spanish with, yeah. with everything he does. Yeah, it's, it's and not he, even, he's really old. It's harder to learn stuff when you're older, that, believe yeah. me. Yeah, he wasn't being rude. He was really no. pointing out the yeah. fact that he was no, old. No, it's yeah. true. It's like I try and learn to floss as an adult. You know that dance thing, the floss? You know what flossing is, Kyle? I don't know I, what I, that you, is. You've seen it. Where, the, not... kid, where the kids go like this oh. or whatever. Oh, okay, I okay, yeah. Even do it. Yeah. Your son probably does Your it. Your okay. probably can't. I hope not. Trying to learn I, that as an I adult? Impossible. Just imagine Spanish. <laughs> well, but he also learned... This will really impress you. He not only knows Mandarin, sure. but he learned medical Mandarin. Like, medical terms in English are so much harder here, sure. but imagine medical ma- Mandarin. Isn't that what they're trying to approve with the election? Wasn't that what Bri- Brother Kyle was just talking about? Medical man? Oh, that's marijuana. Oh, no, uh-huh. my. <laughs> I love it. I feel bad making jokes like that with Robin because she's looking at me like, yeah, what? Oh, oh you hey. betrayed me with a joke. <laughs> it depends. Sometimes I get them quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the, the last of it, the next four stops for the 94-year-old, le- 94-year-old leader and his wife, Wendy, along with the apostle Gary Stevenson and his wife, Lisa, will be in Europe. Uruguay and Chile, where the new Concepcion Temple will be dedicated on Sunday. Concepcion. And it has been dedicated, by Yeah, the so way. that was yesterday. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that story was from Friday. Oh, you're fine. No worries. Because uh, with that, so some of the folks that went and saw him in Montevideo, Uruguay. No, Uruguay. Uh, Do you know? Do you know who? Uruguay. <laughs> Uruguay. You are. <laughs> okay. See, we're stupid. Uh, it's all right. So uh, there's a few quotes from this that I thought were kind of cool. Um, Geniana Silva de lo Meloa, something, uh, said, My heart exploded with happiness to see the prophet. Uh, Another person said, I have no doubt that he is a prophet of God. He was super humble, clear in his words, and full of love. Personally, I am full of energy and eager to continue in this wonderful work. It was a unique experience for me and my family. 
in Peru, more than 6,000 people packed an arena while about 35,000 people watched a video feed. In Bolivia, another 9,000 people uh, filled to the rafters while 15,000 people watched the broadcast. In Paraguay, uh, 3,500 into a convention center and 35,000 watched a feed. Uh, and early estimates are another 7,400 in Uruguay uh, watched via broadcast, while 6,000 missionaries have attended or watched three mission meetings on the trip. Pretty cool. President Nelson, who's now 94 years old, um, as you mentioned, that video, I think we shared it of him dismissing the the interpreter and then speaking mm-hmm. in Spanish. Like, it's just cool like it's it's faith building it's spiritual but it also is just pretty awesome that he's just like got this go ahead take a seat (laughs) um i thought this was interesting too president nelson um speaking obviously after um the uh, horrific shooting at the synagogue in um pittsburgh um he condemned religious violence during a wide-ranging interview of the Latter-day Saint later conducted um, by, by the biographer of Pope Francis, he said, quote, uh, The Catholics and the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we need to work together to stem the tide of violence, President Nelson told Sergio Rubin. Um, the teachings of the Lord are clear, said President Nelson. There are... Uh, there is no, there is to be no contention, no disputations. We should love one another, so violence has no place in society. Uh, I thought that to be especially poignant given the the weekend's activities. Um, and then. Uh, let's see. He's talking also about the opening of the Rome Temple, which is going to open up in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously the Catholic connection because it will be near the Vatican, adjacent-ish, yes. more adjacent than Salt Lake City <laughs> is. Um He talks about, we appreciate the kindness of the Pope, the Vatican. They've been most gracious and welcoming to us. The temple will open in March. Um, yeah, I really love Pope Francis, by the way. Oh, yeah? Just an aside. He's, he just seems like a very um, amazing man. Uh, I mean, it's important, too, that I think all these religious leaders work together, where even 100 yeah. years ago, I don't think that you would have seen Oh no. Um, people work together like this. So that's uh, President Nelson's uh, latest. What else do you have? Um, well, I have... Do you, so you want one that's a little sad, or do you want one that's a list? Uh, if, uh, I want one that's a little list. Okay. So since Trick-ter. we were talking about <laughs> languages, okay. um, they talk about 11 times that apostles spoke to Latter-day Saints in their native language. Okay. So the f- obviously we talked about President Nelson speaking in Spanish. Okay. Um, pre- uh, Elder Uchtdorf has spoken Speaking in German, German sure. a few times. But interesting thing about him, he actually helped. There was a crisis of a, a airplane jacking of a Lufthansa airplane. He was actually the other pilot that was helping guide the plane in. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. Down that out in Institute. <laughs> 
Well, go to Institute, mm. kids. There you go. I was, um, he uh, also did a fireside in German, too. But they did mention that in the fireside, he was, he, in English, he speaks a lot more eloquently. Mm-hmm. Not saying he can't in German, but he, it sounded like he had more of a I'm with you kind of language oh, um, speaking in German with okay. the people. And of course, Elder Suar- um, Suarez, sure. he was speaking in um, Portuguese, Portuguese right? yep. So, um, but a few surprised me. One is Elder Renlin. Okay. What do you think he speaks? I would, I would suppose Spanish because it's the most likely. But mm. no, you want to mm. guess? Uh, French. Close, no, close. It's on at least the same. I mean, the am I on the continent? It? It's Sweden. Okay, Swedish. He's, he learned. He grew up speaking Swedish. Interesting. And um, served his mission in Sweden. Okay. And so when he visited the Swedish saints, they um, asked him to speak in Sweden and or Swedish, and they said that he um, was the first Swedish-speaking apostle to have been in Sweden and spoke in Swedish. And it says, in fact, one person told told me that many were very impressed with his magnificent Swedish. Wow. So, um, and Elder Stevenson. Japanese. Okay. He spoke in, um, to the saints, and that's where he served his mission as well. So he spoke in Japanese, and um, he said, it's the language of their heart, and it's, the, and it's kind of become the language of my heart as well. Which I think is so interesting, and just again gives such kudos to President Nelson, because he didn't serve his mission in China, but he knows yes. Mandarin Chinese, right? We all know about the interactions with him, but he also didn't... I don't know where he actually served his mission as I started opening my mouth. I don't know if he did. Let me see. He yeah, might he have, might not. He might have, um, it might have been during the war, uh, the World War II. He might be one of the last to have. I'm looking. Okay. He's typing in now. Um, but Elder Anderson, he speaks French, and he spoke French in um, Canada and also when they did the um, Pacific Islands. So he, he got to use his French. And they also talked about some of the apostles that have, have translated their talks into languages uh, or spoke their talks into the language, which was um, Richard G. Scott. He did English and Portuguese. That was um, interesting to me. And Elder T- um, D. Todd Christofferson does his in Spanish. I also know Elder Holland learned Spanish when he went to Chile for that time. Right. So those, all those folks learned those languages because they were a, sort yeah. of immersed in that culture. President Nelson. Yes. Well, uh, you, did, you think he's done. I actually have another language to add to President Nelson. What? Russian. Okay. He spoke to the saints in Russian. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. I was like, huh. what? But he did not serve a mission, at least no. not that I can find. Yes. Uh, he went to school and then medical school and then uh, had opportunities to learn some languages with that. But so he he did not get that um, that language training, like serving a mission yeah. gets you. Well, I would recommend, you know, when we post this at the culture hall to read it because he has an amazing conversion story of someone because he learned Spanish, or no, because he learned Mandarin, he actually had somebody who converted to the gospel and became a member. You can find that link at theculturalhall.com. We've only got a couple more stories. I'm going to uh, mention this real quick. Um, there is a short film about the Mama Dragons. That's uh, moms who are um, that are helping their LGBTQ youth in the church um, to. Uh, 
to feel like they have a voice, to feel like they are cared for, to um, be advocates for, to help fight against suicide. There's a great uh, short film, and you can see that at theculturalhall.com. There is this, and I teased this last week. That's why I'm doing it. During a radio interview at KKVV 1060 AM, Amy Tarkanian, the wife of 3rd District Republican Congressional Candidate Danny Tarkanian, this is, by the way, from Nevada, um, raised alarms about witches casting spells at Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh. During a discussion on the Obama's administration's nuclear deal with Iran, a program participant described Iran as a country run by people who God's whispering in there to kill us. It goes on and on. So let me give you the Latter-day Saint connection. In 2016, (laughs) we had the top of our ticket on the Republican side, unfortunately, denounced our candidate, the top of our ticket denounced our candidate, then Trump, before he was actually president, Tarkanian said, referring to Representative Joe Heck, who renounced his support of Trump following the infamous Access Hollywood video, and says this person continuing you had Mitt Romney who many look up to in the Latter Day Saint community Romney was a harsh critic of Trump describing him as a con man a fake a phony and a fraud so a lot of those people stayed home from voting and unfortunately the president is now whom he is Tarkanian has told the Review Journal in Las Vegas that she is considering a run for um for the city council. What I think is so funny <laughs> is that the clickbait title of the article is Amy Tarkanian, which who yeah, it doesn't matter, who cares, warns of witches, ISIS, and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Could there be more of a clickbaity? <laughs> I'm going to click well, that. And I thought yeah. it was hilarious when you get to the end and it's like, wah, wah, yeah. about the Mormons. It, yep. <laughs> also, you know, his name was Heck. I don't think they could have voted for him. Well, no, they could vote for him. Huh. If his name was Joe Hell, they couldn't vote oh, for him. That's, okay. that's the catch. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to save these other stories for next week. The uh, How to find, or rather, you do not find the perfect partner or the perfect marriage. I can tell you that. Uh, also, <laughs> Kyle, you He'll may want to be book. here next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I didn't even catch that for a second. Uh, a, uh, a miracle story next week. Ooh. Yet another miracle. I can't wait to see what lies you've got. <laughs> <laughs> You'll feel bad to hear what this story I will. Is. I will. Uh, but I think we end it now here on this haunted story. Is this a scary one? Can I do one more? Right after I get one more from Robin. Do it. Okay. I only um, want to share this one because I actually know one of my friends. This is actually her cousin. Okay. And they, they're they in need of help. It's a GoFundMe. There was a car crash in um, northern um, North Ogden okay. on Tuesday morning, and um, the daughter uh, of, um, I can't remember his name, their last name is Cox, but mm-hmm. 11-year-old Molly Cox and 13-year-old Troy T- Cox were killed um, when a car drifted into their lane and and hit them head-on. It was a 61-year-old man who um, accidentally caused the accident. Um but it's it's been hard for the family, and sure. they are they are members. Um, but to have you know kids and have a, f- a family unit, and then all of a sudden go with 
no children, no family unit has been tough for the family. Yeah, to have lost both the kids, like you said. Yeah, it was Michael Cox is his name, um, and they passed away pretty quickly. Um, but they do have a GoFundMe that's at American First Credit Union, and it's Molly and Troy Cox. So nice. if you'd like to, you can find a help link to it that. too at theculturalhall.com. That's actually one of the stories I was going to talk about. Yeah. Um, so let's do this. You sent me this and said we have to share this because it's Halloween in a couple days. Yes. So this is. Are you ready for, with your sound effects on this, brother? Uh-huh. That's what Ooh. We're gonna need. Ooh. The chilling Ooh. account. Scary. We're going to need you to be scarier. Okay. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Robin. You could learn a lesson, Brother Kyle. I could. I could learn a lot from Robin. Before she leaves us, the chilling account of early saints in a haunted farmhouse. How's that? In the winter, perfect. In the winter of 1838, Governor Lilburn W. Boggs issued an extermination order demanding that Latter-day Saints leave Missouri by March 8th or be killed. I declare we kill the Mormons. More than 5,000 saints fled the state by crossing the frozen Mississippi River into the tiny town of Quincy, Illinois. With throngs of Latter-day Saint refugees overwhelming the kind-hearted community, shelter was scarce, so one family gladly and knowingly took refuge in a haunted farmhouse. Some were willing to take whatever shelter they could get, despite the living or the dead writes Richard E. Bennett, a BYU professor of church history. Thank you. And doctrine and author of Mormons in Quincy, Illinois. Take the case of Mr. Robert Stilson and his haunted house. Eager to rent his vacant farmhouse to the soonest new tenants, Stilson willingly rented out his property property to a Latter-day Saint newcomer, Mr. Hale, and his young family, as long as Mr. Hale did not mind living in a spooked environment. Cock-a-doodle-doo. The story... It's a haunted, a black... ha- it's a haunted farmhouse, right? Yeah, no, I guess. Okay. There's yeah. not humans in there. The story was that a black peddler had been murdered there and his body thrown into the well. Hale, a very active Latter-day Saint, saw absolutely no problem with the arrangement since he, as a priesthood holder, could cast out every devil in Adams County. Dun-dun-dun. That's right. <laughs> For months, the family lived in the farmhouse without incident. But then, things began to take a disturbing turn. Creak, creak, creak. One of the Hale children, Arouette, which I think is an awesome name, L. Hale, wrote the following spooky account in his journal. No sound effect? Fine. Father... Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I know. Is he typing it into his... 1839. His, oh, oh. Couldn't okay. think of one. A father had called the family together for prayers at bedtime and had read a chapter in the Book of Mormon and had knelt down and commenced to pray when there was something that fell onto the top of the house that fairly shook the house so that the dishes rattled in the cupboard. And so father sprang to his feet, run to the door, up the corner of the house, onto the roof, and rebuked the evil spirits and commanded them to depart. It was Santa Claus. He ran onto the roof and heard a noise up there. Came back, knelt down, and had his family prayers. A few Sundays after this occurrence, father was having prayers before going to bed. He was on his knees and commenced praying when there was something sounded like a man braying and a lot of cha- and a lot of log chains passed by the clo- passed by close to the door. These logs for a week had lain in front of the door. The chains rattled over those logs and passed to the end of the house. Father sprang to his feet, ran to the door, commenced rebuking this evil spirit and commanded it to depart and leave the premises. Get out, spirit! 
It started off dragging its chains. It followed it about 20 rods, returned to the house, had prayers, and went to bed. The third and the last time was on Sunday again at the close of the meeting. We had a very good meeting. The Spirit of the Lord had been in our midst to a great degree. One of the sisters looked across the room, and there stood the devil or evil spirit in the shape of a large Newfoundland dog, only much larger, with eyes glaring like balls of fire looking into the house. This scared the women and the children. Father spoke to one of the brethren, and they followed this spirit off. Uh, They followed the spirit off of the farm and into the woods, rebuking it by the power of the priesthood, and ordered it to return no more. Back in the well. (laughs) No more evil spirits returned to bother us. Arrowit L. Hale, Journal, Church Historical Department. Ooh, my goodness. So they threw this all happened because they threw somebody in the well? A guy died. He was murdered and thrown into a well. Yeah. They should have left him well enough alone. Ah. <laughs> no, I oh, well. A funny, uh, well, not, this isn't a funny story, but I had a, a family history story. Okay. This person isn't directly related to me, but I was reading in this, this family history book we had. They were standing by this river. This, mm-hmm. this woman was standing by this river, and a, a well-dressed man, like handsome, well-dressed man came and oh, stood Oh, I was going to make a her. well joke again. Oh. <laughs> he was dressed like a well. He had a little bucket in it. It's, it's older. Costume. It's older okay, than okay. that. <laughs> but... Um, He's like, he just comes up to her and is like, hey, you should just jump in. And she's like, what? Like kind of thing. And and she's like, go back to hell. It was actually Satan. Wow. So she told Satan to go back to hell. And so he's like, all right, I guess I will. All right. Gosh. Where's my, I'm just looking for my dog. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you are sick or afflicted, you'll be well and can listen next week. We hope that you can bless the sugar out of all of your crap. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on on the the back back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. 